Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to this week's episode. Now, if you were listening to the last episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, then you would have heard the amazing Shannon Waller of Strategic Coach discussing a who not how entrepreneurial attitude. And if you haven't watched that episode, Go right ahead and listen to it right now, and we'll wait here for you to come back because this one, we have her back again for another week. This is a real treat, and the last episode ended with a little note on uh, multiplication by subtraction, and I've just said it right, but we've all been trying to say it, apart from Shannon, she's the only one that's been able to say it right so far, so there we go, it's a tongue twister. So Shannon, it's a pleasure to have you back uh, with us today. I will hand it over right away to Gary and Guy to kick things off. I'm really looking forward to this one. Okay, well, we 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 kind of ended as George has said. We we ended on the. I'm going to try and say it right, by the way. Now, so here goes the multiplication by subtraction. No, sub, <laughs> subtraction. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I ended it in the, exactly the same way that I've just started the uh, the conversation there by getting the name wrong. Well, not pronouncing it correctly. But anyway, uh, I think probably best now to move over to Shannon and just discuss that concept and what it's about and actually, you know, how how it's a really positive thing rather than a, a, a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's interesting. I, I wrote the book because one of the, as, as entrepreneurs are growing their companies and as people reach that high growth phase, you know, finding the right who's in our who, not how vernacular way of talking about it is challenging. And you you look to hire great people and you find them and you think they're in alignment with you. And then you figure out at some point that they're not. And then what do you do? And how do you do that is kind of the deal. And the reason I wrote the book, well, two actually, one is I wanted to give people confidence in making some of those hard decisions. Last time, Gary, you talked about managing people out and doing it quickly. A lot of people are not clear on the signs and symptoms of knowing when it's a wrong fit. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm 100% want a right fit people person on my team. I want to have a right fit team. And I want wrong fit people to have a graceful exit and not an abrupt or harsh one. The subtitle of, of multiplication by subtraction is how to gracefully let go of wrong fit team members. But part of that is figuring out, is someone just a wrong fit for the whole company or are they just a wrong fit for that seat, you know, that place in the company? So we, I'm strong advocate of knowing where to look. So I start, you know, one of the ways of looking at it is, is the person not working out from a cognitive or intellectual or learning perspective, in which case often there's training that you can do or move someone around. Are they not striving in the way that the, the role requires? So I'm a big fan of Colby, which is spelled K-O-L-B-E.com, not, not C with the cheese. And uh, so it measures how people strive and how they problem solve. Last time I checked, business was about solving problems. So you really want to know how someone takes action. So I love Colby. And then the other one, which is probably why most people end up getting fired, is because there's a misfit in terms of their drive, their passion, or their values. And what prompted it, you know, A, because I wanted to give people confidence, but also I had seen one too many senior team leaders who were building their own company, not the entrepreneurs, not my clients. And it frustrated me. And I called it two years before the entrepreneurs saw it. And I was like, because I, at our very first meeting, I was going down to work with the leadership team and someone was totally paying lip service to what we were talking about. 
And I told the entrepreneur that and they're like, no, 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 everything's fine. And then two years later, he said, ah, Shannon, you were right. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's one of those. So I thought, okay, I knew I want to give people confidence in how to make this decision. And after you hear enough horror stories about the wrong person being in the company and the damage it can do, I wanted to give people some clarity and confidence about how to either move someone around or if they have to, which is the last last case scenario, you know, that actually how to gracefully move them out. So that's why I wrote multiplication by subtraction with with you know, to a lot of entrepreneurs saying, thank you, I needed to know this. So it's been a very rewarding book to read. And the multiplication factor, just to say one more thing, is because when you subtract a wrong fit person, it's a little bit like taking the ballast off a hot air balloon. It just rises quickly because we don't realize the cost of the friction and the drag and the time wasting and just the ineffectiveness that a wrong fit person plays on a team. So that's why it's multiplication by subtraction, which is not the normal mathematical formula, but in an entrepreneurial company, when it comes to people, I found it to be true. It can be quite an emotional drain, can't it? When you've got somebody that's kind of going against the flow, going against where you want to take the organization and kind of procrastinating over that is also a mistake because, and it's a mistake that a lot of people make. And there's a good reason for that. You know, it's not a nice thing to do either to, to, to move, you know, tell somebody, first of all, that actually you don't think they're in the right job. And then to either move them into what you think is the right job and what, you know, hopefully after a discussion, what they think is the right job or that they move on. And But the reality is when, you know, if you deal with that quickly and not wait the two years that you mentioned before, your company's going to grow quicker. There's going to be less tension. There's less emotional kind of distress, if you like. The company will just do better. And by not procrastinating, by dealing with the problem in a sympathetic way and, and doing the right thing by the company as well as that person, then every everybody benefits in the end because it can't be good for that person. They must know that they're not a right fit for the team as well. They know that in their heart of hearts. And you know what you're doing is helping them ultimately uh, because they, they will know they're not in the right job. 100%. It, although there is one person who doesn't actually know why they're being let go. Because one of the symptoms is that someone is clueless and they're just completely unaware. Yes, I did write it like that in the book. And they're the ones that are clueless as to why they're being fired. Yes. Just saying. But other people do know. And, and the cost is true. And I call it I call it drama. Drama, I have no time and no room for drama. That's for television shows. Thank you very much. That's for entertainment. <laughs> in our companies, we don't, we don't want that. And I want to touch on something, Gary, that you said earlier, and that is we often think we need we need to have done more. You know, we and and you know, you you said also about the entrepreneurial attitude in the last in the last podcast that you know it's actually people need to bring something to the company, and they're responsible yeah. for that. The coach, we talk about people being batteries included. You know, you, if they're just That's a always great saying. that is a great saying. Yeah, there's nothing worse than unwrapping a toy Christmas morning. It says <laughs> batteries not included. Same thing is true for team members. <laughs> when you hire them, you're like, oh, that's not fun. I have to charge them up all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't want that. And so you need people to come with their own battery packs, you know, fuel. That means up to us to charge them with vision, electricity, and yeah. excitement for the company, but they need to come with their own fuel too. And I think I think that's really key. But what I've found is by the time you especially if you're the owner, you're the one cluing into the fact that this person is not being terribly successful. 
everyone else already knows it. Yeah. We are the last to know. And we often think, oh, did I, did I train them enough? Now, unless you've completely neglected them, occasionally happens, unless you've completely neglected them, you know, but we need them to take initiative and ask. It's like, hey, I need help here. You know, I, I don't actually know how to do this and I don't want to fail. So yeah. know, it's up to them to kind of meet us more than half, well, at least halfway. So we often take too much responsibility, I've found, for someone else's success. And we're responsible to provide, you know, the resources and the training that people need, but we're not responsible for their success. That's on them. And I think we overstep it too much sometimes. And that's why we procrastinate to go back to your point, Guy. And so it's it's critical to understand that balance. And once you once you get it, and I have a whole chart on page 34 and 35 of the symptoms and then the results of that, of when you see it, you're like, oh, like if you see four or five of those out of the 20, then you kind of need to do something, you know, and your rest of your team already knows. They're well yeah. aware. They just didn't want to tell you. And they thought yeah, they're, just waiting, they're just waiting for you to take action. Yeah. And judging you if you don't. Yes, absolutely. Right. And rightly so, actually. Because mm-hmm. yeah. everything's everything, you know, everything's aligned, isn't it? The success of the company, the shareholders, you know, it's all in jeopardy if you're if you're carrying the dead weight. Yeah. And I've heard of not entrepreneurial companies, because that doesn't happen, but I've heard of companies where to get rid of a troublemaker, they're promoted. Oh. Yeah, this this supervisor was a, a team member. Actually, was abusive, like like verbally abusive to someone that I know, and a total pain. Had some issues, and the and the woman got promoted. Wow! I'm like that oh is a God. messed up organization, and not not one I ever want to be a part of. <laughs> no, no. Well, that, that's that's kind of adding adding fuel to the fire in that situation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you, you almost promoting that behavior because you're promoting that person. You're saying that. That their, well, could, their success and the way they behave is, is the right way of doing things. And then yeah. that's the wrong message to the team. So, yeah, absolutely. I can't now, believe to that. Be, to be fair, this was a government office. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say cor- highly corporate or governmental organisation. And I yeah. have seen them. Yeah, they just moved it, moved it elsewhere. And we don't, and, and good people won't stay if that's who, if you tolerate a toxic person, your good people will leave. And the good people will leave first because they have the most opportunities in the marketplace. They do. Then you're left, then you're left with either really inexperienced or not necessarily your A, your A, A people. So it's just really important to pay attention, to be alert, to always have your eyes open for great talent, great who's out there, and to build a company where that you're really attractive to those people. Yes. And you you have a you have a phenomenal you have a star team. It's like, would you like to join our star team? And they're like, yes, I've been looking for you. That's yes. the kind of organization you want to build. That's and it's then a, you tap into people's unique abilities, and you have people working well together. And then look out, you're you're on fire. Yeah, I, I've actually I've had it, it. Here's an interesting situation, Shannon. I appreciate your comments on. We we had this person doing a particular role in one of my previous companies. And they were they did a, a fantastic job, right? It was in their unique ability. They were really good at what they did. They were that good that we then offered them a higher position, a very senior position, that directorial role within the organization. And even though they had the right skill set, actually, when push came to shove, they didn't have the right mindset for that level. They couldn't transfer from, from being an employee to being not a business owner, but certainly having the business owner mindset, the entrepreneurial mindset. 
Yes. And shifting to that leadership mindset is hard for a lot of people because they're used to being rewarded for the doing and not themselves and not the doing through other people. And so there's a real shift in thinking that has to happen. That's what I coach on all the time in our my, my team leader program, because it, it is a challenge. And it's actually a challenge for even entrepreneurs when they're, you know, hooing themselves up and it's like, oh, I used to do that. And I used to feel good when I did that. It's hard not to do it. Now we're motivated by a few other things as well, but there's, there's a whole mindset shift. You totally nailed it. That's exactly what has to happen for that person to be successful. And some make it and some don't, but then it's important to put them back where they are great and are thriving and hopefully can be successful. And, and you raise another good point there as well, because, you know, entrepreneurs start a company because they're, you know, usually because they're good at, you know, something and they want to they want to open a business on it. But that something might not be being the CEO of the company. It might be being the consultant within the organization who's great at engaging with, you know, with the customers. People who start companies aren't always the best people to lead the companies. Again, interested to hear your thoughts on that. 100, 100%. And I've found very, very, very few entrepreneurs who are great CEOs. They're phenomenal visionaries. They are phenomenal visionaries. They are really good at seeing the future and helping create it and creating the strategic relationships to make it happen and the environment. What entrepreneurs are brilliant at is, is just sussing out the territory and figuring out the opportunities. The managing it's, it's of the visionary thing, stuff, isn't it? The visionary in, in, in Gina Whitman speak, traction speak is the visionary. Yeah, exactly. And and are we good at operating companies? No. That's why in the EOS, you know, entrepreneurial operating system process, which we follow as well, by the way, coaches on that, you have the visionary and then you have the integrator, the person who's actually going to integrate that vision, which in a lot of places call them, I don't love C-suite titles for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial companies, but they're the COO, right? They're the one who's going to be the doing part. And that's what we're terrible at. So yeah. yes, you said in the chat that you're rubbish at that, Gary, you're not alone. And people who try to make themselves do that just contort themselves out of shape and they end up not being successful as a CEO. And But then they're also not doing their unique ability. So it's a double loss yeah. you know, to themselves and the company. So free yourself up, get your, you know, your integrator, your COO in place, and then that will free you up again to be a phenomenal visionary for your company. What yeah. a great place to finish. It really is, yeah. Shannon, that is fantastic. Really, I, I've, I've made you quite a lot of notes, actually. <laughs> I've downloaded the scorecard. <laughs> well, I just cannot thank you enough. This is my favorite thing to talk about, as you can probably tell. And it's it's fun to bring all my experience to bear because I love I love to have business be, you know, in Joe Polish's terms, easy, lucrative, and fun. And if we can help make that, and, and my passion is is people being you know successful and happy and productive and profitable in business. So if we if I can contribute that at all and have this conversation, it is a total total joy. So thank you all very much. Thank you. Thanks thank you. for being here. And just to end this episode, Shannon, where can people find you or the books that you, and resources that you've mentioned? So the Team Success Handbook, uh, my Team Success Podcast, Multiplication by Subtraction, Downloads, The Right Fit Team Member Scorecard, all of that is available at yourteamsuccess.com. So again, yourteamsuccess.com. And then if anyone wants to know the incredible entrepreneurial community and environment that this came out of, check, please check out strategiccoach.com. Um, brilliant company, you know, Dan Sullivan, Bab Smith, co-founders, and best entrepreneurs in the world, as far as I'm concerned, that I get to work with, including you. <laughs> 
So um, yeah, so yourteamsuccess.com and strategiccoach.com, tons and tons of entrepreneurial resources there. Thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back, folks, for another episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs together next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.